0: Welcome to this podcast for the BA in Applied Management and Human Services. And this podcast looks at the assessment for the manager as coach and mentor, which is a 10 credit module in this particular program. So here with me today to discuss it is Mr. Brendan Collins. Hello
1: again, everybody. Looking forward to working with you on this particular uh, project as well.
0: Excellent, Brendan. Uh, myself, I'm Raymond Watson. I am the assistant college director, but I'm also uh, the head of online learning and part of the remit is for podcasting. So this is another podcast to support you in your studies. So we're going to look at this particular module. And for this module, Brendan, it's a 100% assignment. Is that That's correct? Right. There's no online, yes, no, no online exam, no, no nothing. No, no. It's a 100% assignment. So we're going to talk you through the assignment now. And the assignment itself is divided up into parts. So, could you talk us through part one, Brendan? Of
1: course, yes. In all, there are three parts, three distinct parts. So, part one, uh, uh, as you'll see, uh, has a quote saying, "Coaching and mentoring are essentials in any manager's toolkit." So, think of all the the tools in your toolkit, um, and. But the suggestion is is that coaching and mentoring, two related but different approaches, are essential for the manager. So what you need to do in this first part is to evaluate coaching and mentoring in human services in relation to the supervision process and supporting team members. So you're not simply evaluating coaching and mentoring as approaches. Um, uh, it just simply has a, as a, a tool that managers can use you're bringing it into the supervision process mm-hmm. so first thing you need to do is clearly understand what the supervision process uh, entails and th- that's well covered in the, uh, the module um, and uh, indeed in your previous studies in um, uh, HCAM Uh, when we looked at HRM and supervision. So you've got a background into supervision. You've expanded or explored it more in this particular module. So consider supervision and then consider the role of coaching and mentoring within that process. So there's three things, in effect, you need to do. First of all, uh, consider the importance of supervision, your understanding of supervision. And then next, consider... Um, how coaching can assist uh, or not, as the case may be, because you're evaluating, um, uh, can assist in the supervision process. And likewise, does mentoring have a place in the supervision process? So those are the three things. So when we say evaluate, we all, it's a way of measuring, for instance. Mm. So we say, what are some of the good things about coaching within the supervision process? What are some of the things that aren't so good? The challenges, for instance. Likewise with mentoring, what are some of the good things? And likewise, what are some of the challenges? We would never suggest that there are bad things. Mm. Uh, so it's some of the challenges. So for, obviously, just to con- put boundaries around this, I would be saying uh, two examples of, um, our two types of evaluation of, Uh, Things that are good in relation to coaching, two things that are good in relation to mentoring and two challenges of um, coaching and two challenges of mentoring. And that that should inform your discussion uh, and that should be adequate then for that particular section.
0: Absolutely. And the key word there, as Brendan said, is evaluate. So it's really setting up the supervision process and supports for team members and the elements that make up that particular process. And then you're saying, and this is where coaching and mentoring could be useful. Yes. Yeah. And maybe it's not as useful in this particular part or it's very useful in this part. Yeah. So with the key word is evaluation. You're evaluating. You're not just stating. You're not just saying this is, you know, this is what coaching is, this is what mentoring is, this is what supervision is. No, this is far more intricate this is you know you're evaluating the role of coaching and mentoring in human services in relation
1: to that particular process very much so okay and if i could just say that just as a way perhaps of starting your reflections on this please that generally speaking if oftentimes people use the terms coaching and mentoring interchangeably mm. um, because they tend to go together yeah. but they are two distinctly different approaches yeah so coaching is really about the steps one might take in relation to achieving a goal, for instance, and working with somebody. Literally, when you consider coaching, think of the sporting analogy. Yeah. What does the coach do? Saying, "Here's how we're going to set up a set piece, for instance. So here are the steps we need to take. Mentoring is the. It's almost like a bigger picture. Yeah. It's my mindset. It's my long-term thinking. It's the long-term actions I need to, to undertake. So there might be a suggestion that uh, coaching is best applied maybe with a, a more uh, newly appointed staff member who maybe is learning the ropes, uh, while mentoring uh, might be best applied where if one is working with you know a peer, a colleague of many years standing, and you're exploring how you know the future of the organization and the future of the team for instance Mm. so it's somewhat it's a it's a bigger picture approach yeah that's not to say that you can't use mentoring with a newly appointed staff member okay so just to say that but generally speaking just think in those terms excellent
0: brandon thank you and uh, that's part one and then we're moving on to part two
1: yeah which is looking at conflict Indeed, and this is always an interesting topic for obvious reasons. Um, So the first thing you need to do is identify a situation uh, where conflict uh, has arisen in your workplace. Mm. Obviously, and at this stage, you know this, that you don't name your organisation, you change circumstances so that nobody can be identified, etc., but really just present the the essence of the conflict situation. So is it between uh, team members uh, disagreeing over something? Uh, Is it between just two people? Is it between one group of people with another group of people? Is it between one department and another department? The most important thing in this section, please, is be sure that it's, it is a conflict situation you are talking about yeah. or is it just a disagreement or maybe a bit of falling out okay. Okay. so conflict look at or, and study the essence of what conflict really is and the effect it can have on people and on uh, groups and teams so first of all make sure that your uh, example is a distinctly conflict type situation so the other then is um, exploring techniques that could have been used to diffuse this situation or to address this situation. So there are a few approaches within the module. Um, for instance, there's the ACT model that, oh. um, that you could apply. Uh, the other model that you might want to consider or uh, to look at is the TKI, TKI model. So what kind of approaches do people take do, do people avoid conflict do people collaborate do people compromise etc okay there's also the the you know the approach in terms of reflecting on my role uh, within the workplace so there's a number of approaches that you can uh, that you can look at so i would suggest no more than two okay okay uh, because otherwise then you you won't have the space to, to explore the topic. It's depth we're yeah. looking for, not very brains, much so. yeah, Absolutely. So maybe take two approaches and uh, come at the, the problem out uh, the conflict situation using those two approaches mm. and see what might have come about as a result of applying these. Um, and then once again we come back to the supervision process. Um, so Considering you can even refer back to the conflict uh, uh, resolution approaches that you've just been talking about and apply those to the uh, supervision process. Do they have a place within the supervision process? We'd like to think that they do. You may disagree. But even going on the basis of whether you uh, agree or not, where might you see using these approaches within the supervision process? So, uh, without being overly prescriptive, it may not be that, um, or certainly wouldn't like to think, that there would be a conflict situation arising from a supervision process, but that somebody may be, through the supervision process, talking about a conflict situation that they're either trying to manage or may be involved in outside of the supervision process. So, the supervisor then can suggest the act model of the GKR model or the reflective practice model or yeah. whatever. Um, so where how might that work and how effective might that be? So again, you're evaluating. and okay. um, uh, so those are the three the three areas yeah. that you look at in, in part two.
0: In relation, yeah just in relation to part two then. so the final bit is really saying um, this is where in relation to conflict resolution, this th- this is how the supervision process could, could deal with how people have conflict with their peers or with their manager or whatever. And your supervision is is about how you would empower the person to actually deal with it more proactively or better.
1: Indeed, and uh, at at the risk of, you know, disagreeing with you on a technical basis, but really the supervision process is encouraging people to empower themselves. Oh, oh. Um, You know, so people come away with saying, okay, so this is how I'm going to approach this. Yeah. Um, so yes, so yeah. exploring the tools that can be used in relation to dealing with that conflict situation. So really the supervision process is an excellent forum yeah. to be able to explore those approaches. Yeah. So the supervisor can then say, uh, have you considered the ACT model? Or have you considered reflective practice? Um, uh, or if the supervisee is not aware of these, Then the supervisor can uh, present uh, an overview or a paper on those, or indeed guide them to the OTC materials or whatever. Excellent. um, And that the person then, or the supervisee, the supervisee can then explore these, and then the next supervisor uh, supervision session talk about uh, how they've applied them. Well, thank you very much, Brendan. Yeah, and and that's part two, and then into part three, which is professional development. Yep. Um, and with all of the uh, with all the studies uh, that people are undertaking, it's all about professional development. Mm. So you're looking at areas that um, uh, that you would like to um, to def- to develop. Okay, so looking at f- from the list, you've got coaching, mentoring, supervision, conflict resolution, and then exploring different de- techniques mm. in terms of. Um, uh, working with uh, and supporting people, so you look at two areas and um, uh, why uh, ex- explain why you would be interested in uh, exploring these areas and developing your skill set in more detail and to a greater depth in these areas. So, for instance, you might take coaching. Uh, and mentoring. So you look at coaching. Why? Why would you want to develop this? What's your rationale? So you may say, um, I'm supporting a newly appointed um, a team a team who are made up of uh, newly qualified social care workers, for instance. So I'd like to be able to coach them effectively through the supervision process. Okay. There'll be overlap of these, as you can see. Uh, likewise, you may identify mentoring, and you may see that as the uh, a tool for the well established team that's already working very effectively but that you would see the mentoring process uh the introduction of the mentoring process as a way of enhancing the team's performance for instance so it can be quite it doesn't have to be very distinct it may be that you're literally you're exploring ideas in terms of your own professional development uh, in order to manage more effectively but you just need to take two but Acknowledging that you'll probably find that you that there's overlap with all of oh, these. Yeah, because as we've seen uh, you know, in discussing coaching, you're going to bring in supervision, mm. for instance. And in, ter- in terms of if you talk about conflict resolution, yeah. that will come into the supervision process. Okay. So there'll be a certain level of repetition okay. from uh, your previously uh, discussed topics, and that's absolutely fine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Does there need to be a linkage with the previous topic? So, for example, if you've discussed a conflict issue in Part 2, does it need to link with the areas of professional development in Part 3 or not? Not really. Not so
1: if you feel that you'd like to, mm-hmm. just simply because uh, there is a, a continuity there, just a, a bridging sentence would be yeah. sufficient for that. Yes. But it's not required in any way whatsoever.
0: Excellent. And could you have the... One rationale that the two particular areas would stem out of
1: very much so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, there might have
0: been a, a situation at work that you find very difficult, and uh, like uh, dealing with somebody in, in a conflict situation, so therefore, it might be conflict resolution and also mentoring, might be very much so, yeah. Um,
1: and likewise, you may find that there are two different scenarios that inform yeah. two different areas, and that's absolutely fine, too. and
0: both are legitimate, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Yeah. very much so. So you have two thousand five hundred words for this particular yes. assignment, yep. um, and again, the uh, the each part is basically the same: twenty five percent, twenty five percent, thirty percent. So that's indicative of uh, uh, in, indicative of what the, the word count should be. So introduction, as as I would have said previously, is. Um, should be about 250 words. If you're Brilliant, running into so. a second page, it's too long. Yep. Uh, your conclusion is about 250 to 300 words itself, and so that gives you say that gives you 500 600 words. You have you have 2,000 to play with, and of the 2,000, then you could just divide equally among the among the three yeah, parts. So you're yeah. looking at about say 650.
1: 650, 700. yeah, six yeah, six 700. So. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And referencing is again. Just make sure you uh, you provide references to support anything you say within your work, Absolutely. and uh, and you, you use proper referencing. Which is, there's good support within the um, library area of my OTC in relation to the academic writing supports. Um, any anything
1: else, Brendan, in relation to this assignment? No, I I actually quite obviously I'm going to say this that I actually quite like this assignment. I think it's <laughs> a great opportunity for um uh course participants to reflect on uh, distinct skills in terms of really it's not just simply about managing people mm. it's really supporting people effectively through the supervision yeah. process and as a result using additional tools that are so important yeah. um, and it's self-evident in the module, but mm. looking at the supporting literature, the coaching, mentoring, yeah. working with and resolving conflict yeah. uh, is so important. Yeah. Um, and there are issues that keep on coming up in relation to, for instance, the people that we work across, organisations, and throughout the years indeed. So th- these are really, really important. And it's invaluable. I would consider it invaluable, uh, oh. the material that's covered in this and the, the assessment process that people will engage in.
0: Excellent. Just one more question, Brendan, Please. which is, say, for example, I work in an organisation that isn't strong in supervision. Indeed, okay. indeed yeah. it's hard to find. Sure. Um, I yeah. don't know if these organisations exist. They, they do. They do. <laughs> so in relation to it,
1: like in relation to this assignment, then what, what should I do? Should be anything I'd be looking out for? or Okay. Uh, for the purposes of the assignment, really what you would need to be doing is just make reference to uh, best practice in respect to supervision mm. uh, within the module and I would also be guiding people back to h- the HCAM module mm. where it's uh, human resource management and, and supervision oh, yeah. Yeah. so make reference to those so I, look. it would be great if you have supervision in place that you have this reference point that you can refer to but if not it's not a requirement but we'd like to think mm. that as a result of your study of the hcam module yeah. and your study of this particular module that if nothing else you may actually start a conversation within your organisation about why we don't have supervision in place okay. within our organisation and i think wouldn't that be a really good outcome from this particular uh, module yeah to just even have that conversation so that would be that would be important but it's just to to bear in mind, please, it's not a requirement to have supervision in place. Okay.
0: Righty, oh, Brandon, uh, that's it in relation to this Race. particular thank assessment. You much, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brandon. So again, best of luck to you, the student. Indeed. Uh, thank you very much for listening to us again in relation to the the podcast. And as I as I've said previously, if you have any questions you want Brandon and I to talk about in the future on a podcast. Just let your tutor know or put it up on an online discussion or whatever. But best of luck to all in the completion of this particular assessment. Thank you.